0: It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your podcast from. And a Tuesday morning today, September the 19th and considered perfect timing. What am I talking about? Palm Jebel Ali's return due to the scarcity of beachfront properties. Now, this has been talked about. The luxury segment of Dubai's property market is set to be the talking point for the remainder of 2023. The hype and the build-up will take many people back to the beginning of Palm Jumeirah with Palm Jebel Ali gaining all of the momentum for the rest of this year. In fact, Palm Jebel properties will likely command premium prices. Why do I say that? Because of the strong demand that is about to be unleashed. And once again, we have your property expert back with us, Mario Volpe, who I can tell you is smiling at the very mention of Palm Jebel this morning, the stage is set, the lights are on, it's showtime, Mario. Absolutely, and welcome
0: to all the listeners. At last, I've been talking about Palm Jebel Ali for a while, and it's finally here. Last week, uh, Nakheel sold the first batch of villas. Uh, these were released just v- to very, very limited people, VIPs, royal family members, and those holding what we call the Nakheel credit notes. Credit notes, so what are those? Credit notes uh, was an anomaly that, uh, that was developed by Nakheel several years ago. So when Palm Jebel Ali actually was uh, put on hold, a lot of people had actually you know, put a deposit down uh, and were, were buying properties there, which then, of course, at that time looked pretty bleak because things weren't happening. So what Nakheel did is uh, they were trying to offer people uh, alternatives, uh, other apartments, for example, in a Jumeirah Village Circle. JVC, JVT, some properties there. And those that didn't want to swap the products uh, of Palm Jebel Ali to these apartments were given credit notes to the value of what they had paid. Now, these credit notes could then be used in exchange of future properties. Or if you already owned a property with uh, Nikhil, you could use them against uh, future service charge payments. So basically, it was it was like money, uh, but just in the form of a, of a bond. And what was really funny is that people needing the cash, but didn't want to buy any property from Nikhil at all, were selling these openly through brokerages, for sort of under, uh, under the value of the face value. So if you had, for example, a 2 million dirham credit note, some people were selling it for one and a half million, but of course it was worth 2 million.
1: And Palm Jebel Ali, of course, we've mentioned this, it's going to expand Dubai's coastline 110 kilometres, doubling the size, of course, of Palm Jumeirah. So as I said, there's all this hype, there's all this expectation, a lot of talking points between now and the rest of the year. It's quite interesting from a developer's point of view, because Nikhil, they must be salivating, licking their lips going, here we go.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I've said it before. This is this is a world event. So th- th- there's a lot to, to, to talk through here. This is this is a definitely definitely a world event.
1: All right. So let's do a little bit of a run through in terms of the villas and what people can expect to get their hands on. They're
0: going to be launching uh,
1: two types
0: uh, of. Uh, each category of, of these villas. Uh, I, I believe actually there's going to be about 48 villas uh, initially for sale. Now, the the sort of garden home equivalent, for those who knew about Palm Jumeirah, there was garden homes and signature villas. So the garden homes were the smaller of the two. Now, the the sort of garden homes, in inverted commas, will be known as beach villas. Uh, There is uh, two types there. One is going to be called azure blue, which are five-bed villas. And there's going to be one called sapphire, which are the six-bedroom villas. Now, these are approximately 7,000 thousand seven hundred to eight and a half thousand square feet. And what about
1: the the next category there, Mario?
0: Yeah, the second category, uh, which I'm kind of referring as the signature villa equivalent to what Palm Jumeirah offered, these are going to be called the coral villas. Uh, There is uh, one going to be called porcelain roses and the other one is Coral Living. Uh, Both of these villas are seven bedrooms and the sizes are between 10 to 12,000 square feet with plots of around 19 to 20,000. Now all the villas will be what we call G plus two or ground and then two other levels, all with lifts all modern and contemporary style. And they're going to be situated on wide fronds uh, with good open water. And I believe that the first villas are going to be on the fronds M N O P. These these you know are going to be launched, but more will follow. And the prices are obviously subject to change. But for now, uh, we've been informed potentially. And, and this I want to have a caveat here that these prices are subject to change. Uh, around eighteen million for the beach villas and uh, thirty-two million plus for the coral villas.
1: Yes, definitely sounds exclusive and of course the the luxury market are going to be well catered for. And Mario, let's just come back to the Azure Blue and talk a little bit more about what you're getting in this particular villa.
0: Yeah. So this is the five bed villa. Uh, Total uh, built up area on this one is around 8,434 square feet. And uh, these are going to be what's known as mid number villas available. So on the ground floor, uh, I'll take you sort of floor by floor. You've got a guest bedroom with dressing room and ensuite bathroom. You have a living room with open plan dining room and what we call the show kitchen. There is a second closed working kitchen, laundry room, maids, and interestingly, driver's rooms as well, cloakrooms and storeroom. Uh, Just outside, you have courtyard seating, outside dining, and additional seating with barbecue areas. There's the pool deck, a lovely pool, and obviously access to your private beach. And then at the front, there is a garage for two cars uh, plus tandem parking. That's all, uh, that's all on the ground floor. The first floor gives you a family room with a large balcony which overlooks the sea, the master bedroom, ensuite dressing room and bathroom, and again, own balcony overlooking the sea with two further uh, bedrooms with ensuite dressing rooms and bathroom. And then you've got the second floor which gives you the fifth bedroom with ensuite dressing room and bathroom, access to a large terrace with sea views, And an amazing roof terrace, again, with access to uh, the large terrace as well. And there's pantry and cloakrooms on this level as well.
1: You said a driver's room. I'm wondering what the driver's room is. Is that like the driver has maybe a couple of hours to kill? He's got a bit of a drive for somebody and uh, it's a room where he can relax in.
0: Well, yes. I mean, normally these, these villas come with just maids rooms, but often uh, if the house is big enough, you will then also have a driver's room. And this person then is, is the driver of the family, but he will then also be sleeping on the property. Often drivers don't necessarily sleep on, on the properties. They, they, they're housed, if you like, or, or live somewhere else.
1: Oh, right. So when you say a driver's room, it's actually the driver's bedroom.
0: Correct, yes. I mean, the maids room comes with this one, one room uh, with an en suite uh, bathroom uh, or shower room facilities, and the driver's room will be the same.
1: All right, so there you go. If you were wondering what the, the driver's room was all about, I think we've clarified that. Now, let's go to the Sapphire offering. What's involved here?
0: So this is the second uh, beach villa that uh, Palm Jebel Ali is going to offer, as you say, called the Sapphire. Now, this is the six bedroom villa. Now, interestingly, this is actually smaller in square foot than the five bed azure blue. This is coming in at 7,727 square feet, again, going to be launched as a mid number. The uh, ground floor on this particular villa has the guest bedroom with ensuite bathroom, living room, open plan dining room again with the show kitchen there's a study and a cloakroom and a separate working kitchen laundry maids and drivers rooms again and a storeroom uh, ground floor on the uh, parking facilities we have a two car garage with further tandem parking and if you wander out into the garden there's a barbecue area outdoor dining see, uh, the swimming pool and outdoor living area with again access to the beach and the sea on the first floor we have a master bedroom with ensuite uh, dressing room and bathroom four further bedrooms again with dressing room and ensuite bathrooms all of them with balconies uh, three of which including the master will have the sea views and then upstairs to the top floor gives you that sixth bedroom with ensuite dressing and bathroom there's a powder room cloakroom and pantry a covered roof lounge, and then access to a wide roof terrace, again, with lovely sea views.
1: And Mario, let's go back to the Coral Villas. What are people getting here for their dollar? Well, without uh, going through every
0: minute details like I did for the beach villas, I'll just say that these are the premium high-end villas which are going to be sold uh, at a much higher level because they are bigger. These are going to be seven bedrooms. Again, they're still G plus two with the lift. Uh, These sizes, you're talking around about uh, 11,500 square feet, and they'll be sold on the same fronds that I mentioned, but these will be higher numbers. Garage for example will will have extra parking spaces they're there going to be extra rooms uh, you know there could be a library instead of a study it could be an office uh, but there are seven bedrooms and on a much larger plot so you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of bang for your buck with these, with these types
1: mm, wow there's a, there's a lot of detail there and we're just at the very beginning of this whole project of course which was a revised master plan following the the pause back in 2008 and let's not forget it was the global financial crisis that really did cripple it but it's coming at a time Mario where we do have this acute shortage of super luxury villas in Dubai which does make Palm Jebel Ali just uh, from a point of view of timing it's absolutely right there for investors. Yeah, definitely.
0: And it's, it's not just
1: that it's the villa offering, it's
0: beachfront villa offering. I can't stress that anymore. That's what people want. There are, there are many uh, projects which offer, you know, townhouses and villas propping up everywhere, but it's the ones that either face the sea or are near to the sea, or in this case, on the sea uh, that are there are the most sought after ones. And that's why I say it's going to be a world event, because the whole world is looking at this. Uh, Dubai has been an absolute success story and continues to be. And when you offer these kind of villas to the market, they are bound to sell out. In fact, there's going to be like a massive bun fight for these, it's going to be very difficult to get hold of them, because uh, often, they, they probably have already sold before they're even launched.
1: All right, so that's quite a lot of information coming through there for Palm Jebel Ali. Coming up on Thursday, just changing topics, I'm going to be talking with Lillian. Now, now Lillian has sort of offered all sorts of different things up for particularly people on this track of moving to Dubai from another country, taking up real estate. I, I think the audience knows who Lillian is. But what they don't know, Mario, is that she is coming to work for you. You...
0: Yeah, this has been an amazing success story um, as a result of the Dubai Property Podcast. I mean, I didn't think for one minute coming on to this show would would actually help me in actually adding to my team. Uh, so yeah, Lillian uh, reached out and I'm delighted to say that she'll be starting uh, very, very soon next month uh, from her journey all the way from Australia to, to Dubai. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to her success in, in my team here at Axe Capital.
1: And uh, just finally, tomorrow, DIFC Living. What's happening here? People can get their hands-on apartments?
0: Yeah, this is another uh, very sought after uh, project that uh, is first of its kind, which has been uh, sort of talked about all of last week as well. And and tomorrow is the actual uh, launch. So tomorrow you can get hold of uh, some apartments uh, actually right in the center of DIFC. And what's great about this is that you can buy a property here and literally walk to the office because there's going to be walkways. It's all going to be linked to the Gate Avenue, first of its kind there's only offices there. This will be the first time residential towers there may not be the last, but for sure, it's going to be a super, super success.
1: All right. So there you go. As always, Mario Volpe, extremely busy on the ground, a real estate professional. Enjoy your Tuesday, Mario. Thank you very much, Craig.
0: And I'll speak to you next week. Thank you. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals on the Dubai Property Podcast.